You're listening to Artitude, a podcast with artists created and produced by Detlef Schlick, a visual artist and ritual designer, living and loving in West Cork, and best known for his essay about the cause and effect of shamanism, art and digital culture. Working in the field of performance, photography, painting, sound, installations, and film he will dive and discover with us and a weekly creative guest into the unknown and exciting deep ocean of the creative mind. Yeah, this is Detlef Schlich and today we dive into the unexpected deep ocean um, of the creative mind together with uh, Ivan or Ivan Funk boy Bodley. I'm so happy that 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 we were able to, to to set that up. We had to talk already a couple of weeks before, but I, I had actually so a lot. Now this podcast is going more and more in, into the, the uh, 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 musical direction. I even <laughs> Detlef, how are you, man? I'm great. It's really great to see you. I, I mean, so so I I. Even is now the actually actually the the second person who is coming from this from from this area so so South Florida North Carolina Tennessee um, <laughs> that's that is amazing I mean I mean I mean it's it's really uh, I mean I never thought that 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 I will land sometime in this direction with my podcast you know. Well, you know, that's the magic of the world wide web, isn't it? You know, you don't you can speak to a German guy who lives in Ireland, you know, anytime. Yeah, that's, that's so cool. <laughs> so, uh, first of all, I might introduce uh, you a little bit to the to 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 listeners. So, even even uh, the terrible Bradley, uh, the uh, funk boy, even so, I will ask in a minute about that a little bit more. Uh, he He's a, a bass guitarist. Uh, I mean, a very creative person. Not just bass guitarist. He's as well. He's 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 an author. So so we can go with him as well into this 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 creative side as uh, too on a later stage. Um, I mean, he was on tour with 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 plenty 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 people. He's 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 very busy, and, and I think he's a workaholic. But uh, but I will ask him again about that too. <laughs> Uh, um, he wrote a book called "Am I Famous Yet?" and um, so he fits very well in all in the, in, in in the subject of this, this 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 creativity. So creativity is not just just painting, and, and and it's actually everything. So even again, great to have you here, and I, I'm happy that 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 we can we can. We can have three great parts. I mean, I would like to start in the first part with you, like like I always do, to in- introduce you to the, to the audience. What who who are you? Where 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 are you coming from? You know, to make it a little bit more intimate and 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 not just su- superficial. Uh, uh, I would say uh, first of all, I ask you, even if how do they call you? Do they call you even or Ivan? Well, it depends where you are and where you're from. Like all the Americans say Ivan, yeah. 
And then everybody in the whole rest of the world says Ivan or even, you know, like it just, I've been, it's, it's kind of the Russian form of the name John or Juan. It's just a very common sort of name. And it just depends what region you're, you're comfortable, what dialect you're comfortable in. Believe me, whatever you call me, I've been called much worse. So <laughs> at, at your pleasure, my friend. <laughs> I, I can't imagine that. You know, I mean, uh, <laughs> um, I, I I I read your books, so, so um, for, at least for the first half, I was able to to, to read it. Uh, especially, I mean, I like autobiographic stories, you know, and and I mean, I really, I really love. For me, as as an European, it is. Um, very interesting to to read autobiographic stories from from from, from creative Americans to understand how how difficult it is as well for 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 a creative person like you for instance you know to grow up in in an area like like maybe in in Tennessee when where where we European if if we if we hear that Tennessee or uh, uh, um what 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 else is it north carolina mississippi alabama i mean we we, we know that most of us are just from from the songs so sweet home alabama and and uh, right. and 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 <laughs> Linus. yeah if that's your frame of reference it gives you a very certain view of that area <laughs> for sure and and Linda skinner you know and and, yeah, yeah. and i mean what's about this crazy tech nugget i mean so i think he's he's no <laughs> He's a Detroit guy, though we can't we can't claim him in the South. But I know what you're saying. Yeah, okay, so I mean, it's a weapon, weapon, crazy, crazy weapon fan, isn't he? <laughs> it would appear so. Yes, is he still quite the bow hunter he is. <laughs> is he still alive? I don't know. Yeah, he's around. Oh, trust me, he's very loud. He's he's very ver verbal and vocal, and he's around. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that's the Southern. Yeah. yeah you, What you're saying is correct. Now, I grew up in Chattanooga, Tennessee. That's what you're alluding to, you know, sort of we're definitely in the deep south, you know, and, and which is a very polarized, segregated type of community. Um, but, you know, concurrent with the artists you just mentioned, you know, uh, Leonard Skinner and um, uh, Molly Hatchet and all the Southern Molly rock, Hatchet. Atlanta rhythm section, those kinds of people, right? The, the Molly Hatchet's the girl you never want to date with, right? That's That's who that is. Uh, but also, you know, the music from the Deep South that I grew up with was the, uh, the music of Stax Records, you know, uh, uh, Otis Redding, Sam and Dave, Carla Thomas, Rufus Thomas, you know, um, people, people like that, people from, from Atlanta, Georgia. There's a great traditional Southern soul um, catalog of music that really had a, a huge influence on me, on me growing up. So sure. uh, it, it, it comes from all, all directions, really, I think. I think that's just so interesting because that's that's completely different direction, isn't it? I mean, uh, mm -hmm. I think I mean I, okay, it's 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 a huge, it's it's a huge part of the world. I mean, the the place where you're growing up, it's it's not just Tennessee and and a lot of different in different cultures coming into that. I mean, I it's like we can't compare it with Germany or 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 with, with England or. But we 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 rather could compare it more with Europe in general, you know. So if if, mm -hmm. if you see how many how many different different uh, um, uh, um, folkloristic cultures are there, but I would say uh, uh, in regard of 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 popular culture, 
I think uh, probably America is just still a role model, you know, somehow, I would say. It, it's such a big place, too. I mean, you, you know, you realize that when you try to drive from one side of it to the other side. You know, you can drive from London and be in uh, in Scotland in, what, six or eight yeah, hours or something like nothing. that. But if you, if you drive from New York, where I live now, and you drive eight hours, you haven't even gotten out of Pennsylvania yet. You're just in the neighboring <laughs> state it's very it's a very vast place and there there's all these regional sort of dialects and as you say folk histories and you know so like chattanooga tennessee where i grew up um you know is the home of the impressions that's where the impressions you know before they moved to chicago and hooked up with curtis mayfield they're actually from chattanooga tennessee Mm -hmm. and the great blues singer bessie smith is from chattanooga tennessee and uh the great bassist jimmy blanton who was uh duke ellington's player for for um, in the early 40s, one of the first guys to ever sort of take a solo on an acoustic bass mm-hmm. was also a Chattanooga guy. So there's this rich history, uh, uh, but as you say, it's, it's or as I said as well, mm-hmm. it's very polarized kind of society. So, you know, the when I grew up, like the white people lived over there and the black people lived over there and they, they really didn't mix much, you know. So yeah. it was a very, I mean, unfortunately separated, polarized kind of time. God, I mean, I mean, then, then back to you growing up. So, so uh, you you grew up in the 60s in, 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 in what was the name of your place? Chetta, Chattano- Chattanooga? Chattanooga, yeah. Chattanooga, Chattanooga Tennessee, yeah. right. In the deep south. It was in the 60s? So, so you born as yeah, I was born in 1964. Yeah, I'm old. So, so. I'm old dead. Oh, I'm an old guy. Yeah, two years younger than me. <laughs> yeah. Right there with you, my friend. And the other thing too, my parents are interesting. They're not from there. My my dad grew up in the Bay Area in Palo Alto, California. Okay. And my mom grew up in uh, Brooklyn, New York. So they met in New York, and my dad got a job with the Tennessee Valley Authority, which was the um, government-run public utility at the time, and he was the sort of I think the last generation of people that like had and retired from one job, mm. you know, like have a full one career, you know, one job on the resume and 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 retire with a full government pension kind of thing. Yeah, that that doesn't really happen anymore. But yeah, they moved to to Tennessee in the in the early '60s, and I came along shortly afterwards. And then, kind of as a as a cruel joke, so because this deep South mid sixties also height of the Cold War too, if you think of it high that of way. what? So the Cold War, like yeah, all the tensions. Yeah, I, with the, I just with, read that it was really, really right, and, and not not just that. Even 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 the Civil War was was in the middle of of, of your 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 your. Uh, oh yeah, right. Oh yeah, right. The seat of the Civil War. Yeah, well, the Civil War battlefield sites were right around where I grew up. We used to visit them on field trips from school. But uh, in the height of the Cold yeah. War, naming a kid Ivan in the Deep South was kind of a cruel joke. You know, I'm not sure why they decided <laughs> that to go with that one. It's, it's, but it kind of set me on a path. You know. Yeah, I mean, even especially your 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 father was 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 very, very very uh, um, a practicing Jew, huh? No, uh, I, I say that I'm the, I'm the I'm the son of a secular Jew and a, and a devout atheist. My, my my mother's family was Jewish, uh, but not practicing. And my father, I think he grew up Methodist, but somewhere in the fifties, he said that's not for me, and he just became a devout devout atheist. He's like he he disavowed the entire thing. No, no, you you and, want, and you was the atheist, wasn't she? No, no, the other way around, other way around, switch. So, so your father was the right. 80s and your mother was a Jew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, exactly. what did I yeah. read? So, so, I, I thought it was it was vice versa. 
No, you got it exactly exactly right. You just changed the genders. You're good. Okay, so <laughs> you have it right. So, so, so you father one of each. So your father is atheist. Yeah, yeah. And your mother is a Jew. Yeah, yeah and because of the uh, what, uh, secular Jew, meaning like they, she wasn't practicing, so that was just we're culturally Jewish. But what that did for me and my brother, you know, I have uh, I, a younger brother. Is like we grew up with no existential dilemma like it was never a, a discussion does god exist does god not exist we did we never talked about it. it just it wasn't a problem so we just lived our lives and uh and and didn't have to ever worry about it it was kind of interesting way to grow up yeah no i mean that's 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 fair enough isn't it that's 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 actually i mean but it's really funny i mean that that, that they called you you even or ivan you yeah know? yeah yeah i mean yeah. uh they really did. Did you ever ask them so, so if they want to, to 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 take the piss out of you or whatever? This well, this was part of actually part of like the family lore. Like they knew it was a risky thing to do because they and my mother told me this. She told me to my face in English. She told me this. She said we knew that we could Ivan could be a little dicey in the during the Cold War in the Deep South. So we wanted to give you a quote unquote normal i'm using air quotes normal middle name in case you know the ivan thing didn't work out so my middle name is peter so i could have like defaulted to that i could have called me pete or something if like if the ivan thing was proving to be too difficult in elementary school or primary school or something and uh it was difficult but they stuck with it so <laughs> here i am to this day still Ivan. Sure. i mean so, so how, how how was it in school i mean in in, in tennessee <laughs> it was difficult <laughs> It was difficult. It was difficult. But but again, that that kind of you know that theory that sort of all of your experiences, positive and negative, sort of make you who you are. Yeah. So it it kind of sets you apart. It might probably set me on the creative path that you're talking probably. about. I mean, you know? we have in Germany. We have this 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 sense. I, I'm, I don't know. I still don't know if I should like it or hate it. Was dich nicht kaputt macht, macht dich härter. What what doesn't doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Right. Yes. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I mean, sure, sure, that's the case. But, but, but I'm still somehow how I have this this philosophy in in mind that that no, no uh, person or or all living species on this planet should suffer somehow. I, I I agree with you, and I and I have the same dilemma. Like, what's what's the answer? You know, you yeah. you have to experience a little bit of negativity to just sort of be able yeah. to appreciate what's positive yeah. around you. But you don't want to like visit that upon a person. There's no need for that unnecessary suffering. Sure. Surely. Sure. I mean, did you did you did you have some fights there in Tennessee? I mean, did they provoke you? A bit, yeah. Oh, a I bit. Would say. So yeah. you you you're you're quite tall, aren't you? I I am now. I wasn't then. I was a lot shorter in <laughs> in sixth grade. Okay. I was I I started out much shorter than I, I grew up tall. <laughs> yeah, I, and I was not a I was not an athletic person. I was not a physical person. So I was not a fighter. So it was not the kind of thing where I learned to to you know to box or anything like that. Yeah. I just I learned to be a pacifist. I learned to walk away and say like, you can call me whatever you want. I'm gonna go over here and you know be by myself and have a nice Pro day. Probably your, your, how I still yeah. Am. Probably your parents supported that as well, didn't they? Yeah, you know? very much. Yeah, they were very much. 
lefty liberal pacifists, you know, uh, and, war and, and, protesters. Yeah, and, and call you Ivan, okay? It's yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I must, exactly. I must say, so um, in, yeah. in that case, my mother, she told me always as well in, 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 in the primary school, if anything is fights or so, come to me before you fight, you know? And I'm not sure if this is mm. if this was the right way because I... I became actually uh, uh, somehow about self-esteem and 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 uh, is this morally right if if I if I fight back you know yeah right um this can create somehow some 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 conflict in for for yourself isn't it I mean absolutely and you have to understand too in the mid 60s you know I grew up in with my parents being activists so we're in the era of and in the atmosphere the actual orbit of Dr Martin Luther King and his passive resistance you know so that was that's where i grew up that deep sort of passive protest you know um ethic being handed to me so like there was, it was never never a question i was not not to ever fight i was never to to strike anyone back you know that was just how we were raised to believe you know yeah um, did, did you ever had had some such 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 a fight where, where you really were really scared or so that 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 i mean i had in my life i mean i i was getting stronger stronger you know but but it was always i mean as a pacifist you know if you if you're in pubs or or wherever you are people like to see you as as a as a as a as a as as a as a victim and and they they really they they, they think ah come on maybe i can beat them if they have if they have aggressive potential in their body you know so so i w sure well i i think i only remember getting punched in the face once so most of it was uh, bullying and kind of intimidation yeah. kind of things. Like it was the threat of rather than the actual physical <laughs> violence kind of thing. But there was plenty of that, a lot of that. Yeah. I was very happy to get out of high school and get out of town. You know, that's, that's kind of why I moved out of the South. I needed, mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> I needed to live in a larger, more cosmopolitan environment where there were just sort of other types of people around. You know, it's kind of almost like a safety in numbers kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, when I was 17 years old, I went off to, to university and like, I was out. See you guys later. Was, uh, uh, was, was 17 or what? Yeah. 17. Yeah. Cause I didn't turn 18 until uh, I think first couple of weeks of school. So, yeah. yeah. So how, how was it in Mississippi? I mean, I mean, if you grow up there and, uh, mm -hmm. most of, most of the, I mean, okay. What, 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 you, you used to, uh, grow up in a 125 of 125 population uh so so but i still think that that there are more hillbillies than 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 really cosmopolitans are running around there that means as well that that it's probably difficult to i mean music wise uh it's probably really a, lo a lot of country going on there the, 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 absolutely there's a lot of that it's a very conservative area <clears throat> there's a lot of country music around but as as i was saying before because of the polarization on the other side of town you know the impressions were there there was a band uh it was a really obscure great soul funk band from chattanooga called the inclines mm. they were just like these heavy heavy funk record 45s yeah. that you know growing up i never heard i never heard until i was an adult and i realized like wow these guys lived right across town from me you know mm. But it wasn't those those cultures stay so polarized and so separate. Like it, there was very little cross pollination. Although my family was probably more uh, adventurous than, than a lot of people. You know, we definitely were 
uh, members of organizations that were multicultural, even in that small town sounds, environment. So, sounds like, sounds like. But, but I mean, even then, I think it's difficult if if you if you like to try try different things, and and there is not the possibility in in, in a one or twenty five population uh, town. It can right can be awkward somehow. I think. I mean. And 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 also you you know you listen to you see the 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 art and the music that that excites you and yeah. you notice that it's coming from another place it's coming from New York City or it's coming from you know I ended up moving to New Orleans uh, to go to university uh, you know that was just later stage a, yeah a rich yeah rich cultural treasure sure. of, of music and sure. art and food and uh, unbelievable so it was a very uh, fortuitous move that I made to, to get out and into the world. Um, and I don't regret the southern roots, but it, it, it definitely is a, a, sure. a small conservative town. Yeah, but but what 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 was your your first influence then from, by music from music? I mean, probably your parents, huh? Uh-uh. Absolutely no. My mother's record collection was very hip. She was a huge fan of Gladys Knight and the Pips. Good, so good. I grew up listening to Gladys Knight, yeah. and her record collection had Stevie Wonder, Science Seal Delivered. Ah, sure. uh, She had I Continue wow. Live at Carnegie Hall. You know, I grew up listening to that. Yeah. That's what I grew up listening to, you know. And it's you know, deeply influential to this day, you know, that kind of... Uh, the first record I ever bought with my own money uh, was the 45 uh, Sly and the Family Stone, If You Want Me to Stay. Yeah. If you want you me know, to that's stay... That's the first record I ever bought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that's that song. That's a deeply... Funky, deeply soulful oh, record. I mean, you know? I mean, it was Dunkelziffer, uh, unknown cases. They they made a cover version of that on a later stage. Mm, Do you know okay, that? Yeah, sure. Do you know this version? I don't know. I haven't heard it. It's yeah. lovely. It's actually a band from Cologne, and I had him, Dominic van Zenger, a month or two months ago in this podcast. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's all related. Yeah, yeah. A little. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's. I love my podcast, you know. So, so it's really it, it brings me sometimes back to very, very good memories, you know. So that's so cool. It's great. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. That's so cool. You know what? Uh, I I would say we we because. Because Ivan, he he has a band, and and this band uh, is what? How do you gonna call this band? Funk Boy, or is it is a project, or what is it? Yeah, I, I Funk Boy. That's kind of my artist name. <clears throat> you know, it's like my alter ego. That's the guy who stands on stage and plays the funky bass lines. That's him. You know. Yeah. And then Ivan, I'm the writer and the producer and the videographer and all the other stuff. Yeah. You know, or maybe the band manager or something. It's the same guy, but you know, it's an alter ego. But but you. Do you have you have uh, uh, are you gonna produce it on your computer or, or or because there are drums in it as well and so on or or do you have drummers who, who are gonna play that? I have um, yeah I mean I'm I'm mixing everything at home and recording my parts at home but especially during the pandemic you know we weren't able to get in the same room together yeah. so what I did was I found all my musician friends who are similarly unemployed the same way I was and who also had home recording rigs including uh, my drummer, Kenny Soul, who I work with a lot. Yeah. Um, so he's got, you know, mics in his basement and, and he can record stuff there. So I would send them a bass line with a click track or maybe they would send me a drum part and then we would start building. I would send it, uh, email it to the guitar player and have yeah. him write, you know, play, email it to the keyboard player, have him play, you know, and then I would assemble and mix everything at home. Yeah. 
And to me, I, I guess because mostly because we have so much experience playing together in person that it feels to me like we're in the same room together playing. Like it doesn't sound like it's it's uh, pieced together in any way to me. Uh, no, 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 absolutely not. So that's that, that's that's just really. I was really wondering. So if you, if you if you if you're gonna sell it up in the studios, you know, so that was quite good. Well, we used to do. I have an old series of recordings I did <clears throat> with my my trio guys. This is between I say 2008, maybe 2012, and it was a trio. We would meet at the drummer's house. A friend of mine named Joe Garetti had a, 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 a recording set up in his house, and my keyboard player Jim Dower and I would we would all meet at Joe's house on every every other Tuesday. Yeah. And Jim and I would both bring in a sa a, a song like a piece of paper where we had written out our, our tune for the day. Yeah. We would play. We we rehearse it once, record it once, take a break, get a sandwich, and then come back and do the other guy's song. Yeah. So, over this period of like four years, we have probably seventy five tracks each in the can that we did. Yeah. Um, and that was all live in person. Like we did that, you know, looking at each other and reacting in real time in the room. And I think because of that experience, now we can do it virtually and sort of have the same kind of sure. interplay. That's you know great. what I'm saying? That's great. That's good. So, and by the way, then, 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 then if we say we have, we have, we have, you had uh, 75 songs in, in your can, I would say, uh, yeah. so because <laughs> this, fits, this fits very well, we, we're going to play now the song uh, Pig's Feet and Potted Meat. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of them that's one and of them. Uh, yeah. dear dear listeners yeah so have a five minute dance and uh we're gonna see us in a minute <laughs> stick care pig's Bye. feet and potted meat pig's feet and potted meat pig's feet
Yeah. <laughs> that was oh, good fun. Pigs meat and potted, no pigs feet and potted meat. <laughs> pigs feet and potted meat. Yeah, sing along if you know the words. Pigs feet and potted yeah. meat. <laughs> cool. <laughs> it it really um, it's it's very. I mean, that's that was very very jazzy. I really liked what was it, a Hammond organ in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all these guys are all guys. I you know we're we're music school buddies. You know we we went to to Berkeley College of Music together. Yeah. <clears throat> but we also play outside of in the world. You know, so like we you know those guys and we've toured together with Sam Moore from Sam and Dave and the the Temptations and all kind of crazy stuff like that. Yeah. So like it's not we have the jazz kind of background and education, but it's not all of what we do it's definitely a you know a goofy funk band sort of with paying homage to like the meters from new orleans and and i don't know maybe lou donaldson all the soul jazz stuff of the 60s that's kind of stuff that really influences us to do what we do i think so you already used to, uh, uh, to play together live before that yeah. yeah oh yeah no we've toured the world we've literally toured the world these guys you know we've been around the planet together so i mean that's it's, it sounds it sounds like big fun it's a i I actually, I had the one regarding regarding this. Uh, uh, you, you used to be uh, uh, a student of Stanley Clark, and Stanley Clark wrote on on on, on uh, Ivan's bass. Uh, if this bass could only talk, if no, if this bass could only talk, or what? <laughs> or this bass. That was the name of that was the name of Stanley's album that came out in the '80s that I wrote the liner notes. So I wrote the liner notes. I was his publicist when I worked at Epic Records in a previous life. Uh, and during that period of time, I actually got to study with him a little bit. I took a few lessons with him out in, in Los Angeles when I lived out there. And uh, he's been a great friend. I've known Stanley like about 35 years now. You met, <clears> you, <throat> you met him in Tennessee, no? wasn't it? Or, no, I no, met no. him in New Orleans. when New I Orleans. met him when I was working at my college radio station. The first time I met him, I interviewed him because he was coming through New Orleans to do a gig. So he yeah. came to do an interview to promote the show. In and the 80s, no? As soon as I graduated, well, I'm sorry. In the 80s. Eight, 85. Yeah. yeah, I met him in 1985. Yeah. And then when I, gra I graduated in 86, and coincidentally, my first job out of school was working for Epic Records, which is a division of at CBS at the time, and then, you know, sister label at Columbia, now owned by Sony Music. Uh, and that was the label that Stanley was signed to. So I, I became his, his publicist for from like 86 to 89, you know, and uh, worked with him on the business side, wrote the liner notes for one of his albums on Portrait Records, and... I've known him ever since. Yeah, he's been a, a tremendous mentor and a friend. I would great say I can I can imagine. So so if 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 you if you have a, a teacher like him, you know, you get really inspired and and uh, and that that's that pushed you already somehow in, in, into into a special direction. Oh, un unbelievable! I mean, just he's inspiring just to listen to, you know. But then when you sort of get to talk to him and see that, you know, he's a human being like us, yeah. And everything sure. he does is logical. It's one foot in front of the other. Like, you know, there's no. He didn't just sort of spring forth from the womb as a superhero. You know, he learned his craft. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, over time, uh, you know, practiced. Yeah. I think any, anything, anything else. Uh, can be quite toxic. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, on this one note, I would like to. I mean, it's great to have you in the show. So we have our first, first 
more than half an hour behind us. It's great. Part one. Yeah. It's actually now my attitude 86. So so we will see us in, in 87 <laughs> again. And uh, if you guys want to buy uh, Ivan's book, I might put the link into my description as well. It's called Am I Famous Yet? And it is about uh, it is about music. It is about uh, Evans, Ivan's life. Uh, it's a biography. Uh, there are a lot of funny stories and interesting stories in it as well. And uh, I might come in the second part. We, we're gonna go deeper in, into that as well, and maybe in the third part too. Um, do you want? Is there anything? What do you want to say at, to add in the first part? Maybe. Well, I just I'll give everybody the website so they have it. It's funkboy.net, F-U-N-K-B-O-Y.net. And there are links to everything there, all the social media, the book, everything else. We'll talk more about that in, in our coming uh, conversations. Sure. But, you know, anybody who wants to check that out, you know, that, that's a good place to start. I mean, people people will find anything about you as well in, in, the, in the Apple podcast description, in YouTube. The, 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 the YouTube version will come out next week, next Sunday morning. You can see us both mm. as well, visual on YouTube. Um I will put the the Instagram and social media, uh, Facebook, uh, blah blah blah, so so you can contact. Uh, uh, I'm highly Googleable. That's what I like to say. Yeah, I can be found yeah, on the web. Yeah. You can find me. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. <laughs> so is there is, is your stuff online as well? Your 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 um, funk bar things. Everything. It's all there. Like the, the new artists, all the music is available at color-red.com okay. from Color Red Music out of out of um, Colorado. It's all there. Links to everything. Cool. Great. Yeah, and uh, myself, I, I'm as well available on Dutchlich, uh, on Instagram at, uh, at Dutchlich, um, attitude.com as well, Facebook, Dutchlich. Uh, I've got now my, my attitude.com webshop where i where i have all all my cups and as well even will be uh in in the hall of attitudes too oh right on. i gonna i gonna i still have to uh, I, no actually i have it now ready i, I have our, our, our your 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 special collection hall of attitude cup ready Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I've never been honored with a mug. Before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, okay. so that's, that's amazing. <laughs> so, so uh, <laughs> I, that's that's as well. I mean, that's I, what I try is I, I'm dealing a little bit with digital shamanism. So, so I take sure. I take the, the 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 online world into the offline world, um, reproduce it, uh, um, artificial. Um, creative and send it back into the online world that, that people can buy it in my attitude shop you know so cool very nice so that's 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 i think as well a way how how artists have to survive in the 21st century and the motherfucking bloody merchandising hell i mean i never <laughs> <laughs> I never, I never thought that I will end there, you know. But okay, so yes, we see in the background there are t-shirts as well. I still have to find a rack where where I'm gonna show it a little bit more appropriate. But uh, yeah, you can find it on the web shop. <laughs> Even <laughs> it was great to talk to you the first part. Uh, have a lovely time, and uh, I hope to see you next Monday, next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Irish time, and we continue our stuff. 
Take care. I look forward to it, man. Bye. You have listened to Artitude, West Cork's first art, fashion, and design podcast. Artitude, never so close again. Ah! That was too close. <laughs> Slate. <laughs>